Hi everybody and welcome to the latest episode of the Endless Cells podcast. I hope everyone is keeping well who's listening. I'm then to be joined by Francis, a show regular. How are you, Francis? Hi, all good, Stephen. All good, yourself? I'm fine, buddy. We're going to suck into some topics. There's plenty of talking points anyway. <laughs> and we're also, we're also delighted to be joined by William. How are you, William? Another show regular? I'm all right, mate. I'm surviving just about. Ah, oh, tell me about it. But well, I think it's I think it's every every Celtic fan just worst nightmare this season, isn't it? Really, to be honest, guys, it's just the dead rubber dead rubbers until the end of the season. Just yeah. you just want to check, you just want to check out now, but unfortunately, uh, it can't happen that way. But looking at the game last well last night, yeah, against um, Aberdeen. Before we even get stuck into the game, I want your opinion. I'll go to yourself, Francis, first. What did you think of that lineup when it came out? I mean, the lineup, like Kennedy hinted at he was going to make plenty, maybe not plenty of changes, but he was going to make a few changes more than the two that he made. Then he obviously brings in Beaton because he's forced because he Ayers obviously injured, and then I'm I'm not even counting Taylor as a change because Stevie Wonder could see that Hingway Laxal couldn't have played that game. I just thought it was a great opportunity to bring bring maybe Sorrow in for Brown. Maybe even Rogic for McGregor because McGregor could be doing with a rest at the end of the day, so it was a good opportunity for that. And then after seeing uh, Dembele, we could, why not? We could have just play him. Maybe I mean just for, for the first 45 minutes. Gives you a wee bit of width out wide. I would like a Yeti to come in for Edward as well, but I think simply just to try and keep Edward's value up, you've just got to stick with him even though he's playing garbage. <laughs> you said that to me yesterday on the chat. I know. I, like what value has this man got at the moment? It's, I know, but I think be... if I think if you stop playing, we all know he's got to leave in the summer, barring a miracle, and somehow he'll stay. But and teams all know that, so they're going to come in with low offers. But if you stop playing them, the lows, the offers are probably going to be a bit lower because you're just yeah. not playing them. So it's like I don't know. You maybe just got to keep them in just to try and keep a couple million on it. At, at the moment, for me anyway, we'll be lucky to recoup the nine million was spent on them. Then you have to factor in. The what is it, thirty percent or forty percent? Uh, uh, I don't know how true that's. Don't know how true that is, but I mean that's a ludicrous well, selling fee if it's true. Uh, we don't know if anything's true. Don't it's yeah. everything there? But what about yourself, William? When that lineup out for me. It was just so uninspiring. Seeing the seeing the likes of Kenny still getting the game, and you're he bores the oh, he bores me to death. I, don't, I always say, it, but I don't mean to single him out. He's just the most boring football I've ever seen. And then you go into the midfield, and Christie's still getting the start, and. As as you rightly said, Francis Taylor's not really a change. He's a he's our best left back at the moment. Laxalt was a shambles against Rangers. But what what did you think of it? I am um, I was gobsmacked to be honest. I was talking about it to boys at work, and these are all dead rubbers. Uh, I, I I couldn't believe. I, like I think we all know that it's well publicised. It looks like Eddie's going to go in the summer. Um, I can't believe we weren't playing the likes of Griffiths and Ayeti or or these guys to try and show their worth for next season. Um, the problem this year is there's not been much competition, or well, maybe there is competition, but it's I don't know if it's favourites or because this team's done so much in the last few years, but even the likes of, like, I, we're talking about uh, Bruni, he's, he's gone again next year as well. I don't understand why we're not playing Sorrow. Um, I don't know if it's a bit of a, a farewell playing him in all these games. Uh Kalmak again, he's not performed this year, but he's never ever been dropped. Uh, the likes of Christie and all that as well. All these players, Edwards, the prime example. For weeks and weeks and weeks now, he's not been performing. And I know we've talked about it before on previous podcasts about he's 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 got this lackadaisical attitude, and that's the way he is, and that's the way he plays. But whenever he's been shocking, he's never been dropped. These guys have never been dropped, so they're just they're just turning up and and getting a starting a start every week. Why? I don't understand why. We need they should be putting other guys in. I, I was hoping to God we were we were getting either Griffiths or a Yeti up front and, and playing some of the youth. I mean uh, Franny touched on it there. Dembele looked great when he came on, a bit of flair and, and he was every time he got the ball he was wanting to attack the full back. We've we've not had that at all this season. Uh, and the, the big build up and uh, to the game was talking about the two or three youth uh, players that he had on the bench. Montgomery and stuff, I think, um, and they didn't even get ten minutes. So what's the point putting them on the bench? You know what I mean? And and like we're talking, these are all dead rubbers. When we look look at next season, why are we not playing some of these guys? When 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 
the players that are playing and haven't performed all year won, and most of them look like they're going to be off at the end of the year. So it just baffles me. I couldn't believe it when I seen the start lineup. See, just to uh, talk it like when you're Edward one, like obviously be like, I think he looks worse now. It's like he doesn't seem to care. He's not putting his boot in where he might get hurt and things like that now that I've noticed. Whereas he'd be a lot sharp. It doesn't look as sharp, but it's just it just looks pure laziness for him at times. Just getting I just feel like he's getting through games. Yeah, it's 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 almost like a, a thing for the whole team. There's no one that actually gets stuck in. I've I've uh-huh. noticed it a lot, especially in the last couple of weeks, coming towards the end of the season. No one has actually put the food in. Even go back to the centre packs and stuff, and I know Young Wells gives us all and stuff, but I mean I mean it shouldn't be all put in his shoulders. There's the likes yeah. of fire there and stuff and you're you're totally right about Edward. It's just pure laziness. I mean, you know what? See, just... see towards the end of the game where Tumble had that wee kick out of that boy. Uh, uh, that, I like that a wee bit. I, I, like I, that, I, I was like, you know what? He cares. Uh, just, he actually cares. He's, he's uh, hating the fact that we're not winning this game, and he's getting frustrated. I'm, I didn't see that for anybody else. A wee bit. We was wondering how we never got a red card. I think it would have been a soft one, but like he's literally just booted him. He's booted him. Yeah, it, it was yeah, a sin. I liked a wee bit. I liked a bit to an extent. Yeah, it, it was a cynical foul. Like, but I get what you're saying, William. It, it's the the type of passion that we're lacking. I know it was done in obviously in the wrong way. He fouled your man, and it was evident he did. But what looking at the game as well. Now, for me, I actually had to ask you guys before before we come on how did Aberdeen score because I just totally forgot the game. Surely you could have guessed it, but. <laughs> the, the the game just went out of my head and as you rightly said it's a carbon copy of all the basically all the set piece goals we've conceded I've, I flick on at the front post and someone coming at the back post no one marking them and Ferguson put it away but what about your uh, Francis Kennedy for me William you have said there's been improvement but I actually go to you first for this you've said there's been improvement surely to God that puts to bed any improvement that you saw yeah the last two performances I definitely have the the. I thought like we were we were looking better at the back, and that's but it was, it was two or three games. Um, I know it was only what, um, even it was the first Rangers game. I thought we looked decent. We made plenty of chances, um, in the in the league game, and then I know it was just Falkirk and Levy, but I thought we looked a bit more sh- sure at the back, and and we were being more clinical. But um, the the cup game again and the derby game was. I don't know where what that performance was. I don't even know what to call it. The if you can't get up for that game, a derby and mm-hmm. a and a Scottish Cup, where this is or do or die for their season because we're trophyless. Uh, if you can't get up for that, you can't get up for anything. And and the team didn't turn up. And then it was the exact same um, on Wednesday night in the Aberdeen game. Just a carbon copy. Yet again, it's been the story of our season, creating plenty of chances, not clinical enough, um, set piece. Conceding again, we, we could have and probably should have conceded more. Yep. Uh, it's just again, and you have, and uh, you know, it's not even anger anymore. You can't even get angry anymore. You're just it's a puff of the cheeks enough. Here we go again. Uh, yep. Just want a season to end right now and 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 go again next year. It's almost as it's like a acceptance, isn't? It? That's yeah. what you're going to get. Yeah. And as you rightly said, William, if you can't get up for a, a Glasgow derby game, be motivated. Be determined to win that game, and especially in the Scottish Cup. So it wasn't a dead rubber. That that was our only only real chance of silverware this season, which has just gone up in flames again. We didn't see, didn't turn up. We didn't show see, up. See, but for that for that performance, even if it even if Wednesday night wasn't a, a dead rubber, I would have dropped about eight at least eight of the players. Uh, not one of them, them performed. Uh, yeah, no, you're hundred percent right. And see as well, Francis, I'm struggling to think. Of a big game that Celtic have won this season. I've, I think the majority of big games have either drew or have lost or have been in winning positions and drew the game. And you're you're thinking back to last season when we were beating Lazio home the way, and you look at now, it's, it's a far far cry of what we were. And even last season, there was cracks begin to begin to show in, in the Celtic team, especially in the League Cup final against Rangers. But looking at the game as well, well, you you rightly said Aberdeen could have scored more goals. There was points in that game. I think Ferguson was one on one, and he hit the post. If I'm correct, mm-hmm. yeah, I did. There, there, yeah, there was a point when Johnny Hayes took the ball from when we were having the corner, ran the length of the pitch, and only because he gassed out at the end and fell over, he could have oh. scored. So there's another chance. But what 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 what's your reaction to it? Because what I was looking for was a reaction from Celtic, the players at least. I mean, the majority of them players started the Derby game the weekend. 
and there was absolutely nothing to say that they cared remotely about what just happened. I mean, the only thing worse than the game for me was my stream that I was watching it on. <laughs> my stream was my stream was pretty bad, but I mean, I can't. It was just the story of the season. Like we had, I think we had over twenty shots, but it was in single figures on target. Um, again, missing good chances and all that, and then conceding for a set piece. Just again, story of our season. Edward misses two guilty chances. Um, the one where Tumble plays that nice wee dink crossover and that and. He gets, I mean, he, and Edward's defence, he gets a good contact on it, but he really should be getting that. He's about eight yards out in the middle of the goal. He should be putting that either side of the goalkeeper and scoring. And then he had the one where he had a couple of nice wee touches in the first uh, in the in the box. Again, sort of ten yards out. Then he just sclaps at a shot. Cause it just looked like he was scared to get hurt. So he just kind of just toe poked at the shot and just kind of sclaffed it wide in that. But uh, it's just there's just no conviction in the team in that. Like you say, no heart. Just. Well, I wouldn't say no heart. It just feels like the feels and looks like they're not trying. And then, like we alluded to, that the tumbles one when he kicks the boy, it's a wee, a wee bit we liked it because it was like he showed like he actually cared a wee bit. And then a wee bright spark obviously was Dembele coming on, like William touched on. He was every time. I don't. I can't think of any time he didn't want to go forward. There was a couple of times obviously I had to check back, but I think that showed a wee bit of intelligence for him. He was trying to keep keep the ball and he was turning back and there was actually times where boys were there was nobody near him to actually help him out and you're like the guys came on just you can't be putting it on his shoulders here but yeah. I like the fact that he wanted to he always looked initially to go by his man and then he seemed to have a wee bit of awareness like say he cut back if he realised I'm not going to get by the boy I'll cut back and look for help generally wasn't there a lot but uh, it was good and Griffiths' goal was good to be fair it was a nice poacher's goal but nah it's just Groundhog Day again yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying about uh, Dembele, but for me, to get the best out of Dembele, start him in that game. Simple. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Start I agree him with in the that. game. I agree with that. Do you know what I mean? But because as William said, he's both said actually they're dead rubbers now. So uh-huh. effectively, uh-huh. you can you can get away with that that type I'd of experiment. I'd potentially put. I, I reckon we should play Barkas for the rest of the season just to see. Yes. There's no pressure on it. There's no pressure and on it now. The weird thing was Barkas wasn't even on the bench, which was uh-huh. strange. But he was he was in the stands along with the subs, so I I don't understand what's going on. Dembele, yes, he, he was a bright spark and he he was taking the full back on and he was drifting into space as well. There was one point where he came up on the left hand side or flashed a, sh- a shallow cro- a cross goal. But to see these young guys, these are the types of games Celtic should play them in. And before we move on to other other topics, I know we've touched on it before, but I've, I've heard it come up again. So we've seen Lee Griffiths score score the, the poacher's goal, as, as Francis said. For me, that still doesn't warrant that he should be a Celtic next season. No, he still that, looked that, unfit. He still looks yeah. like, looked like he was carrying weight as well. He was on the pitch for, what, 30, 30 minutes? He came on the 60-minute mark. And I think that was his only real opportunity. And yes, people will say that's what a striker does and put it in the net. But what, what about yourself, William? I'm still on firm. I don't think, for me, Griffiths has a future at Celtic. Yeah, you see, we've talked about it in the past, and it, I, I think it just all depends on what what we've got next year. If Eddie goes, there's Clamalla just went. We're, we're short. Um, I don't like. For me, I would, I'd give him the rest of the games this season to prove himself. Uh, getting on for 10, 15, 20 minutes a game is not enough for you to show show what you're capable of. And like you said, he's he's popped up there. That's a and he, to be fair, he's probably covered more ground in twenty minutes than Edward did the rest of the game. So. <laughs> Yeah, um, well, that's true. And it was and it, it was a cracking goal to be fair. I wouldn't I can't see Edward scoring that. Um we have a joke and a laugh about me sitting on the fence a lot of the time, but I, I'm firmly on the fence in this one because I I'm a massive Lee Griffiths fan. We've talked about it before how he's the best finisher in the league on his day. Um and he showed he can pop up with a goal like that. I I would be inclined to in the situation we're in. Unless we've got targets in mind or, or we've, we're, we're talking, I'd be inclined to maybe keep him another year. Um, just on the fact that we are looking short in that area. If we've got targets and a wealth of targets and we bring two or three guys in, then like I, he, he, can, he would go with my best wishes. But I wouldn't want to leave ourselves short. I think there was one, there was a season with, Ron, with Ronnie in charge, and I think Griffiths was like our only striker that we had available that year. Luckily for us, I think he scored. 40 goals, 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 goals,
if we can't leave ourselves short next next season is massive. Um, so I would be inclined to give him another year. But I'll, but saying that, I'd maybe sit him down and say, listen, I'm going to give you this run of games between now and the end of the season. You need to prove to me that you're wanting to be the number one. You 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 need to prove to me you're going to be our number nine. Um, go in. But then again, he's had countless chances, and we know he's been a bit an idiot in the past. So it's, it's a strange one. It's one of them. But again, it's. It depends on who the new manager is and what he's wanting and the style of he's going to do. But again, yet again, I'm sure we'll discuss it later on. Absolutely nothing from the board. We're all yeah. left in the dark yet again. And I'm actually sick to the back teeth. Of, I love this podcast, but I'm sick to the back teeth of coming on here and talking over and over again about this same non-communication. We're all in the dark. We've no clue what's going on. Uh, and that's us as fans. If you're a player going out there as well, and you imagine how they're feeling, like like nobody has an absolute Scooby Doo. What's what is going on? I can't cannot believe. I can't fathom yeah. the fact we've not got someone in to see out this season and and put the board box in place, put his philosophy in. There's guys here that are, we we feel are underperforming just now, but somebody to come in, bit of motivation, put his philosophy on. These guys can can bloom again, and they might not go, you know. And and like it's already happened with, with Bruni. Um, uh, it's, it's just unfathomable. I just yeah. still can't believe we're discussing this now when we've been sitting discussing this for two months. How long have we been doing uh, for? Two, mo- Crazy, uh, two months. Lenin, yeah. Two months. Lenin was like, well, yeah, aye, eight weeks. And see as well, touching upon it, Lee Griffiths. Before I move on. Yes, I would give them the run of games, but I would potentially take them up front with Vietti to see if they can form any sort yeah, of partnership. Yeah, but I totally the, agree. Yeah. And another thing that people don't seem to factor in with these loan signings, I don't know if Celtic would face financial penalties if they don't play these loan signings. If, do you know whether you agree the certain amount of games that they're going to be first-team starters with, the, with yeah. the, their parent club? So I think that maybe, would only happen in maybe a smaller club. Like, say, I, going for a big club, going to a smaller club, they'd say, I oh, need to play X amount of games. Yeah. I, I can't well, see the type of things being surely. Well, then, if that's not happening, there is no excuses for the likes of Kenny and stuff to be still playing. No. And well, this may play be on... Ralston, give him a go. Just put him in. Ken, nah. Kenny's I'll, basically... n- I'll never, I'll never forgive Ralston when we're, I think we're getting beat five or six nil against PSG, and he's laughing at Neymar. And I'm like, mate, we're getting gubbed here at Parkhead, and you're no. laughing at Neymar. I know, I get that 100. percent But you have to think of it this way: we're basically getting. A right back for another club fit for them next season, and he's oh, on. He's shaped. He's shaped. There's no point to play him. I know, but I just I would play him before Ralston. To be honest, I just don't rate Ralston. Well, here's what it is: Celtic Football Club. If you're listening, I'm a free agent. I can play right back. I'll do it. Till <laughs> end no problem. But, I'll be your agent. So, and I'll get you a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the the way I'm the way I'm looking at it as well. It's uh, the season's dwindled out. Celtic's died with a whimper this season. We thought the Scottish Cup could reignite them, but again, there, there's no there's no determination. There's no fire in their bellies, and that can only come from a new direction. And touched upon Aberdeen, I actually seen seen a big difference in the way they used to play with McInnes and now with Stephen Glass. And he's only really took possession a week and a half after his uh, COVID um, isolation thing. We have to uh, when you're moving countries, but you can see Aberdeen playing with the ball at the back, which we've never seen before. And I thought at times Celtic couldn't really cope with the way they're playing because they were probably expecting Aberdeen to lump the ball forward for flick-ons, but that didn't happen. And as I said, numerous times Aberdeen get in behind us and they could have scored more, maybe three or four goals easily. But moving on from that shambles of the game and the shambles of the week we're already having, we'll go on to the other news that we've seen that Dominic Mackay was starting his, his role at Celtic while shadowing Peter Oil, as people are led to believe he started on Monday. And William Brightley said there's been still no communication from the board, apart from the odd tweet about Kamal leaving today, the odd happy birthday, and on this day. And today they put up a random tweet about Kieran Tierney making his debut for Celtic, which you're like, what's that what we're actually looking for? We're looking for clarification of what's happening with the club. But I'll go to yourself, William. Were you expecting something, as it stands now, we're on Thursday evening, were you expecting any, like an announcement? that Mackay started or an address to the fans, anything at all? No, not with this board. No, not at all. Don't tell us anything. Um, I don't think you can place as much on him. He's, he's only getting his feet in the door. But um, no, I didn't expect anything at all from him. Like, the, the, the communication, as we've discussed, has just been non-existent. So the only communication... I, like, I know I, I had a bit of rant in one of the previous podcasts about 
I know John's quite. I don't know if the word hopeful is right enough, but he he he's got it in his mind that how's already agreed and it's and it's going to come. And 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 I was we were discussing about how um, we've had no word from how or Sky Sports or uh, Sky Sports or uh, Celtic. You all jumped on me for that. <laughs> and, and, see, and, uh, I, I don't know if we'll touch it, but there is like certain w- reasons why he maybe he's not done it. Because there's like it could be on, instead of getting a lump sum, folks stay on the payroll. Because Pochettino stayed on Tottenham's payroll for about eighteen months and couldn't accept a job for twelve months, or he lost all he lost all his money. So there could be complications. We've got, but we've got something in place and somebody's coming in. I agree with that, but they maybe kind of say, "Oh, it's how," because then he loses. He could be losing tens of thousands of. Pounds at the end of the day. Well, then buy it out, buy out that contract. Aye, that's or that's up to Celtic and that, but to say that uh, there is obviously technicalities of why sometimes a manager or sometimes things can't happen. I understand that, but like for, for all we know, Roy Keane could be he could know. have a verbal agreement. I, agree, I, you know what I mean? But I the problem is, the only the only communication from Celtic was that Dermot Desmond interview, which was um ridiculous. I, I think he and he basically it. said, he basically told the fans to shut up and you'll find out when you find out. Uh-huh. So to answer your question, Stephen, no, I didn't expect anything. I've, I've uh, as Dermot Desmond said, we've just we'll keep quiet, be patient, we'll find out when we find out, and that's that. <laughs> it just shows again the way we've been treated as fans this season. I don't, I don't seem to understand why they can't see that there's fans out there who love Celtic and want the best for Celtic and just want communication, spending six hundred pounds on shit streams, as Francis said. With no added value, as they read, as they spoke about, they were, they were going to give the fans all season, but we've seen nothing. And these disastrous one results, stretching all the way back to the start of the season, European, right on to now, the last two results especially, it's been an absolute joke. And I really, I think they're in for a rude awakening if they think the Celtic fans will hop on this bandwagon and renew their season tickets without knowing who the manager is. Now, I know... There is the hardcore element, element, the Celtic fans who will follow Celtic no matter what. And yes, I, I can see that happening. I mean, for me, I said I said to myself all day yesterday, I'm not going to watch the game. I'm not going to watch the game. But I ended up watching the game because it's <laughs> just, I, when Celtic are playing, you have to watch it. You have to see it somehow. But Francis, surely there has to be something before the end of this week. Now, it's Friday tomorrow, so there's one more day for something to come out. There has to be something, surely. Well, and and Mackay's defence, like William said, he's he's just a door, so I'm not expecting much from him. But I also expect him to be kind of silent now as well, because Kennedy's obviously came out and said he's got to have a meeting with with him tomorrow. Now, obviously, Kennedy's Kenny's not got to go and into the ins and outs in the media of what that meeting is. He might not know, but he's not got to go. And it wouldn't be fair in Dominic Mackay coming out before that meeting because he's just got to get bombarded with. Who's the manager? What's where's the club going? What's what's happening? This and that, and uh, and if he's not then spoke to Kennedy first, who apart from the fans, I would say Kennedy right now, if he's going to be, if he's got a chance of being the manager, which all I appreciate, we all hope not, but if or if he's not going to be the manager, he should be the first to know. He should, he should find out from Mackay that go look, we're going to go in a different direction. But we're giving you a wee bit of cut to say we'll, we'll tell you first. Then you've got to come. Then I think he should be coming out after after Friday. So I don't know what time this meeting is. So like it's been an ideal situation, I guess. Tomorrow tomorrow evening, sometime you, maybe the fans will be a wee bit clearer on what's happening with Kennedy. Because I think it's it's kind of fair in him. It's unfair in him if he's unaware of what's happening. Like we all seem to be, but. Yeah, I wasn't really expecting much from Mackay until he's actually spoke to Kennedy. Just out of courtesy for Kennedy, I, I don't think it's fair on fair him not knowing, because like, like I said, he'll just get bombarded about messages and say he slips up, then Kennedy's finding out in the media before he actually speaks to the guy where his future lies. I, I, I don't... See, the problem I, is here... Sorry, Stephen. See, just... See the, see the longer the board leave this, right? The more pressure... The, Building on ourselves, so we no, agree with that. To be patient, right? So we're all because of the time they're taking. We're expecting. I think it's fair to say the general consensus and the majority of the fans want Eddie Howe in, right? So at the end of all this, if we've got Eddie Howe in the door, then all's forgotten, right? Uh-huh. But the amount of time they're taking, they're increasing the pressure on ourselves. Stephen's talked about the backlash. Can you imagine we've waited all this time and then he goes and announces? Harkin with Maresca as manager. 
No, I get that as well, but to sort of flip it, you could say you could, they're doing proper due diligence on, on candidates. Don't give me I that. Mean, Do not give me could, that absolute pish. It's not pish. It's only pish if you end up with a Maresca in that. I get, Look, I get. this is what I always try and say to you on, on the group chat. Lenny's left for eight weeks. The yeah. board should have had this recruitment process in well before Christmas. The, the, season, the season was tits up. The due diligence can happen from before Christmas till now. This, this process has been madness. We've, we've had our shortness from the bookies. We haven't had Sadly coming out, even saying that the interview process is underway or they've got two or three preferred, preferred candidates. You'll find uh, out I mean, in a few I, weeks. I, I could be taking a risk here, but I believe Dermot Desmond said he's got candidates in his statement. I believe he said there's, a, there's guys he's been interviewing. I could be miles off there, but I believe that's what he said. I'm sure he said that. So, uh, Francis, right, we've seen the catastrophe this season. Why are you still trusting this board? I'm not saying I'm trusting them. I'm not saying I'm trusting them. I'm just throwing things out there that could be stopping announcements being made. Something like uh, managers under might not be at a club, but they're they're still on the payroll. So they've got, there's legalities there why you can't announce folk and stuff like that. So it's just, and, just from we we things out there that could hold up hold up potential deals. Yeah, no, but I hundred percent get that. But I, William, I'm firmly on the thing as you said. Don't say the name of the manager necessarily, but say someone's coming in or someone's coming in at the end of the season. We can't announce who yet, but there's a new manager in place. And then once that becomes clear, then you'll know. We've seen Eddie Howe appear on different TV channels with alongside Jonathan Woodgate. Uh, I think it was when all this ESL stuff was getting banded about, and he, Jonathan Woodgate was tightening him up for the Tottenham job. I know he's probably, and that's not his entry level now into the Premier League, but the longer you leave this, surely, William, the longer it seems like Eddie Howe is not going to be manager. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was nailed on at one point when we seen Sky Sports announcing that there's been talks and stuff, but again, keep harking on. Nothing from Celtic, nothing from... Um, how and his representatives. The only thing we've heard from how's representatives is we're going to wait till the end of the season, which to me sounds like I'm going to leave options open. Um, I don't think that's a bad thing, but in a way, if you're Eddie Howe, that's not a bad thing because if you, hi, if you're Eddie Howe, Eddie Howe, Eddie Howe's representative, a bad thing. If yourself is a bad thing, but also to Eddie Howe's representatives could be saying that the final details of the contract might be trying to get ironed out. Say that there is a lot, there is something in the Eddie Howe to Celtic. If Eddie, Eddie Howe's representatives maybe saying they things because they're trying to get more cash, more or whatever, and Celtic maybe saying they things, so it's all about sort of yeah, not the best hand in that. Yeah, that's not. We're not. That's not what we're trying to. Say. What we're trying to say is, oh, but no, but the, that, the just, board need to give us something. Just a wee, I, no, just, just a wee line. But to say like, cause Celtic haven't said uh, it's Eddie Howe and Eddie Howe's not said it's Celtic. There's there's probably reasons why they're saying that if it could be something, some certain stupid is not still, sure the best hand. But also Celtic haven't said Roy Keane's in and Roy Keane's not said I'm not getting a Celtic job. So it could yeah, be anybody. Roy Keane recently said recently he feels that the opportunities went. But that, was rumors. Like this, that was rumoured. That was Roy Keane that said that. But I see. It's rumours for everything. You, we're saying it's representatives but did we know it was Eddie Howe's representatives that have said this? No, it's well, it papers it, saying it's representatives. Look, put, put it like this, right? Look at us now. Right, look at the situation we find ourselves in. Yes, right, right now on this podcast, we're we're at each other's throats, basically saying this is this, this is that. That I blame all this, all the arguments the Celtic fans are having among each other on the board. Oh, I no. I blame all of them, and I I get the fact that they're saying the due diligence and blah 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 blah. But this is coming from a board who appointed Neil Lennon while he was getting a wash in the shower. So and they left all the other candidates in the draw. Yeah. So you're, you're looking at this, and what actually comes out of me most here, Francis, what if Celtic have put all their eggs in the Eddie Howe basket? It comes to the crunch. He says no. Where are we going? What are we doing? This is my point. They're putting themselves under immense pressure because we're waiting on a big name now. We're, we're all waiting on Eddie Howe, let's face it. And now, at the, if at the end of all this, they do announce Maresca or whoever else it is, I'm going to get the same sinking feeling I got when they announced Neil Lennon was going to be the manager in the showers. We'd won the Scottish Cup that day with the treble treble 
I couldn't have been more overjoyed, and I, I'll never forget it. My friends, and that, when it was announced, we all sort of felt deflated because it's not the man we wanted. We we thought he's coming in just to to tide things Steady over. Steady the ship, really. Steady the ship, and then we're going to get we're going to go after another big name. We've just had Rogers in charge for goodness' sake. This is for me. It's just it just screams like. Um, it's just going to be an absolute failure at the end of the season. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just being negative because of the last two performances and I'm feeling a bit. But they're putting in... I can't say enough. They're increasing pressure on themselves. After all this, due diligence, it's taken them three months or however long it's going to take. They need to get a big... They need to get Eddie Howe. If they don't, there's going to be... Or there needs to be something better than Eddie Howe. Aye. <laughs> it's, it's, see, see as well, you, you look at it, in terms of the next manager situation, I'm going to bring up a point here, which I think is very vital. You, you look at these players, the likes of Carmel Dembele, Armstrong will flex, even Carmen Harper, even though he's left, right? And he came out and said there was there was clicks and stuff forming in, in the Celtic dressing room, which is always bad. So that needs sorted out. The culture needs changed. But going back to these young players, the likes of Dembele, right? And if he's looking at this current situation, and actually as much, Brown said it himself in the, in the, in the press conferences, after he announced he'd, he left, he, he said the uncertainty kind of helped him make his mind up to go to Aberdeen next season. But surely the God, in-house even, the players should be told what's going on. So the players can make up their minds if they want to stay next season, if they're going to sign new contracts, if even the, the, the potential new manager coming in. You, you, you think to yourself, Francis, as well, if, this, if there's a manager agreed, Surely to God, he's looking behind the scenes of players he, he's wanting to keep. And if you're giving them belly the likes of 20 minutes at the end of a, a meaningless game, it just points to the fact that there's been nothing agreed or there's been nothing told to the players. Surely. I, no, I agree with that. I think if, if there is something in place that, say, well, say we know who the manager or the board know who the manager's got to be for certain, I do believe the players should be told. And like say, that might help youth want to stay and stuff like that. If they, if they believe in that manager, if they don't, then... By all means, they may want to go and stuff, but I do agree. The players, players should should know if there is something in place. But it's it just we could go over and see all this. It's always got to go back to the bit the the lack of sort of a, a, any any news coming with coming for the board. So a lot of these arguments are just got to go back to that. Like if the board come out and say something, then we might know. Like like you say, if the board come out and say, "Oh well, we've got a manager in place. We can't name them now." But I've got a manager in place. But you saying maybe well, the players want to stay that, but that's kind of got to come back to the whole manager thing at the end of the day. And the fact that the board are not telling us, or mm-hmm. they're not saying anything. It's just got yep. to keep coming back to that. And um, see as well. Can I just point something out to, any, to anybody who's listening or uh, and following us as well? We don't mean to be negative. I just want to live in a world where it's reality. I, I don't want to have my green tinted glasses all the time thinking things are rosy in the garden when they're absolutely not. And, William, here's Doomsday for you. Here's a Doomsday scenario. So it comes to the Celtic announcement, right? The say John Kennedy. What's your reaction? Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go again. It's not going to be John. It can't. It's, it's surely, the, the, uh, there's no way it's going to be John Kennedy. Surely. It's not going to happen. We- See one I of the think, the, cu- I think the cup finals kind of nailed it on for him not getting it. Surely, it's not the cup final, the cup game. Surely, it's nailed it. I think. See, it. see one thing for me as well. We're discussing all this stuff. Um, I think we've relied too much on our uh, previous success with this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sir Alex Ferguson was was the greatest in the world at spotting when he needs to rebuild a team. He did it um, countless times. Made countless big calls with selling big name players because he knew either it was affecting the dressing room or he just knew he needs to rebuild a team for for two or three years time. We've not done that. We've just looked at it and thought, well, this team's winning everything, so we'll just stick yeah. with them until it's went tits up and that's exactly what's happened now. Um, Barcelona. And exactly. And then look at us now, like the summer's gonna be massive. We were discussing that like off air before we came on. If the players um were talking about do leave and the loan signings all leave. We're going to need to sign 10, 15 players. Easy. Easy. Um, easy. Easy. Like I, and I can't say there's a loan player you could say deserves to be bought. No. no. Potentially, um, I would fight for, but... 
Well, I would argue. Well, I would maybe argue. I'd, I'd argue for it. Fights. Maybe. But um, it's massive, and the fact that Champions League's not far away, and the, the new season's not far away, and we've not got a manager in place. <laughs> I can't believe we're still talking about it <laughs> after all this time. It is. It is ridiculous. It's it, it's frustrating. It makes me angry. It makes me sad. I don't know how it's come to this after the last four seasons we've had. If you told me two or three seasons ago when Rodgers and Charles and we were flying, we were going to be where we are now, um, I'd have laughed at you. Um, and again, it's just going back to this statement for the Green Brigade, don't fall asleep at the wheel, and it's exactly what the board have done. And we're, we're sitting now with a team that's became stagnant, players become stagnant, they don't, they don't look like they want to be here anymore. And it is, it's overwhelming how big the task at hand is this summer. Yeah, which is why I always bring it back to this time frame that we've seen. It's they, if Celtic like were going to bring someone in, it should have been eight weeks ago when Annie left the first week. I don't care what anybody says; they should have had replacements. Yeah, like these guys, it was not just two or three bad results. We went, oh, maybe no, these guys. These guys are paid millions and millions and millions. There should be a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, a plan D oh. for if anything happens. And when you start to see the signs, you need to start putting these things in place. And they're quite yeah. clearly not. They're just, and, uh, they're just sitting there and hoping, goes to hoping your, that Lennon turns it around. I, I was just going to say that. I think it kind of goes to your point with the because the team's won that much over four years. Yeah. I just thought, this is, this, I, I, we've got to get through this. We'll get through this. I think another word. I think another word as well uh, that we've missed out is they've relied on sentimentality, as well. They've yes. kept players playing even though they don't deserve it. Yeah, this they've is kept what I people was, on. I discussed yeah. slightly earlier, like the, the likes of, and I am, I am. Callum McGregor's one of my favourite players. I like for me, he, I think he's going to go on and maybe be captain and stuff. Um, he's another one massively underperformed this year, but there's nobody there they've put into replace him to give him that kick up the arse to say. Well, wait a minute, your, your place in this team isn't guaranteed. guaranteed. Same with Eddie. Yeah. Eddie's, Eddie's been resting his laurels far too long this season. For me, he's he's just looks so... It looks like he's not interested. I know like what I said, he's, that's his style. He's not interested at all uh, in the slightest. Christie, underperforming. I'm a Christie fan. I know some others aren't. Underperforming, <laughs> but we can't. He's, he's not... He knows he's going to start every week. Aye. Uh, yeah. There's, there's, there's too many in the team like that, but then... It brings it actually brings me on nicely to the next the next topic I want to talk to you guys about. So we looked at it last night, and there was young players on the bench, potentially young players that were actually left behind as well in terms of the squad. So if you, Francis, I go to you first, there, right? If you were a young player at the moment at Celtic Football Club, you'd be rubbing your hands, thinking, "I can get my chance here. I can stake my claim for next season." But then it comes to these games, you're not even in the match day squad, or you're sitting on the bench just to warm up a seat. Why would you say it's Celtic? I suppose, like, with it, it's just a repeated record, obviously. If they knew who the manager was going to be, that would maybe tempt them to stay. But then, obviously, that goes back to the board and they sort that bit out. But I, I mean, now, nah, though. If you look at yeah, that team now. Nah. Well, that's what's got. But, uh, well, if you were a youth player, there is, like we've agreed as well, there's a youth, there's a rebuild on next season. So it's a good chance for you to maybe stake your claim and say, look, I can, I can help you. I can be part of this team and that. But, like, you've also got to look at, like, and maybe these players just aren't good enough. Like, every youth player isn't good, is not good enough. And you can go back and say, it's not bring a lot of players through. I'm not saying it's because it could be simply coaching and stuff, but... See, but, before you continue, Francis, I just want to come back to what you said there. I won't let you finish your point, but if Stephen Wells didn't get his chance this season and got released at the end of his contract, you wouldn't have been bothered because you didn't know what type of player he was. So what's to say that these players who are sitting on the bench can't do the same as he's done? No, there's there's nothing to say they can't, but there's nothing to say they can either because I'm not. I agree they're not getting a chance. But this season, as terrible as it sounds, it wasn't a season to give people a chance. We were going for history, real, real big history. Got try to get ten and all. You couldn't be relying on youth players to do it. And then also, like if you look at the Patrick McNally and John Heron uh, podcast that we've done recently. You need to have the attitude. Maybe these players haven't got the attitude. They taught us that there is a pathway. They alluded to it. There is a pathway into the first team. 
and maybe that you obviously need the attitude, you need you need the ability, obviously more than anything. But maybe just some of these players don't have that. Maybe they've not got it because as much as Stephen Wilson's getting his chance, I jury's still out for me with him. He's he's hardly put a foot wrong. I would agree, but could I rely on him for a, going forward? I don't know. I don't no, know. But I, I, I get I get that. I totally what you're saying. A hundred percent. Steve Mills, he, he's a, a young prospect. He's not, he's not a teenager no more, so he's a, he's a young adult. And by all counts, he's, he's signed his new contract. He's playing well, as you said, hasn't put a foot wrong. But, William, surely if you look at it, we touched on Dembele, right? And then you, you look at our right-hand side, you're playing Christie out of position if you're playing the 4-2-3-1. When he's, these last four games, including last night's game against Aberdeen, could you not have put him in from the start? Or even... Armstrong will flex. I mean, the jury's out in him. I know, I know he's a bit of a poser on Instagram and stuff, but he, this is a modern-day footballer at a young age. Sure, surely there has to be, in the last three games anyway, a pathway, as we said, just to get a, a 60 minutes. Even there, the is first a path, there is a pathway there. Yeah, no, no, 100%. I, I do get where you're coming from, but I'm based on how shite our first team have been. If, the, yeah, if, our, if, our, if our youth players are sitting on the bench or in the academy, and they're thinking to themselves, God, I could get a chance here. John Kennedy, as we've heard, by the way, on, on the interviews mm-hmm. we've done, he's meant to favour the youth. So is he being told, William, do you think not to play these players and keep with the status quo? Or is it just the case of what Francis is saying? Maybe they're just not cut out. Um, I have no idea. I think they should have, I think they should have been... We, we talk about this being a big season, but it, it was pretty much over by Christmas, so I don't know why we've not made a change. Uh, we're saying goes, and insanity is... is Doing the same task over and over again, and expecting different uh, expecting different results. We've stuck yep. with the same the same um, the same group of players for the past four or five months now. Uh, even you can go back further than that, and there's been um, no results coming from it. That you need to change something. Um, you can't tell me that Dembele's not been shown the little glimpses of brilliance that he was last night in training, uh, running and attacking. We've been screaming out for width all year. Why not throw him into, give him 45 minutes in a league game against, uh, no disrespect, one of the, the lower sides? Why why not give him 45 minutes? Why not give him a chance? Same way, I, 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 talking about the youth, I think there's a player in a Yeti, and I don't know why we're not, obviously we don't see behind the scenes, we don't see training every day, but when he first came in, we've discussed it, he was, he was very much Gary Hooper-like, mm-hmm. a goal scorer, and we're talking about right now, uh, since Kennedy's came in, how we've been creating however many chances each game, countless, countless chances, and we're not being clinical enough. This guy's a penalty box striker. He's a six-yard... I, I can, I, I would go as far as saying as if he had one of the chances that Edward had last night, he's busting the net. Um, again, we don't see what goes on behind the scenes, but it's, I don't understand why we're sticking with this same group of players that have massively underperformed for, for so long. For me, I would have had a lot of the youth in months and months ago and seen what these guys can do. We've, we've seen it with Stephen Welsh. Yes, he's not the finished article. Yes, he's not. Um, he's not the the future. Well, he, he, we could be the future, but he's not the, the here and now. But he's done a job. He's done well. He's earned a new contract. Why? Why could that not work out for anybody else? Dembele has been touted as the biggest talent we've had for since he was about five year old. Um, yeah. And see, it looked like he's he's bulked up a bit as well to me last night. I don't know, you guys think he looked a bit, uh-huh. he had a bit more about him. So, you know, lose these guys and they could end up going on and, and having wonderful careers. And this season of all seasons, especially the last few months where the league's gone, I it's beyond me why they didn't, they've not tried um, another lineup, another formation, um, giving these guys a run, especially last night. Last night was just after that performance oh, on Sunday. After that performance on Sunday, I would have made honestly about eight changes and just gave some of the youth guys a run out. I'd have put Griffiths and Ayeti up front, um, and seen what these guys can prove they can do. Go and show your yeah. worth. See, just to, like to Kenny touch, like I agree, we should have probably played some of the youth players earlier considering the season was done months ago but we keep going on about oh the youth need a chance, the youth need a chance the only player we seem to mention is Dembele who else is there? Like but yes, no, Welsh has got in but you can't but that, like, you can't just be saying oh let's give you a chance let's give you, and you can't even chuck one out there 
you can only show no, Dembele. And then you've seen any of them. Dembele's well, the only one we know about. Well, well, look at the Livingston and Hibs game. The youth that turned up that day, weren't they? Is that I know, and Dembele still didn't get a chance then. I agree, but was he fit? I don't know if he was fit back then. I don't know. I didn't well, possibly was in the mention. I don't know. But it's just, that was my, we, keep chucking, was, we keep chucking the youth argument there and we can't seem to chuck decent youth players out for it. I disagree. And I have to disagree well, with you there, Francis. I, I don't know how, because all you mention is no, Dembele. You're, you're, say, well, you're, saying, you're saying you don't know you don't know any other player, but have you not seen the Celtic, Celtic uh, Twitter page with Conor Hazard sending a new deal, Montgomery sending a new deal, Dan Murray signed a new deal? Yeah, um, does it, do you know but, where so, are they? Where are they? There must, but there must be potential in these guys, which is why I'm saying Celtic would be handing new deeds to these youngsters if there wasn't potential. And right now, the bounce that they would have, the motivation after signing a new contract, why not chuck I'm, them in? Does I'm, be I'm, not saying, I'm not saying they shouldn't get a chance. I'm just saying the only name we seem to chuck out when we talk about the youth is Dembele. See, to be fair, see back then with the COVID situation and we had to play, mm-hmm. Harper got a game. But it wasn't, it wasn't as many first-team players missing as we... Like, we, we still played our fringe players. Harper played. I think also Flex got about 20 minutes or 15 minutes. Yeah. We got Henderson. They were the only youth players that got a run-out. We still had the fringe yeah. players. So they didn't. They still didn't give the guys a chance. So it's not a matter of, well, they didn't perform when they played because there was only two or three of them and they didn't even get the full game. Yeah, but then, Does that maybe just go back to the no-good enough? It's, I, like, look, we can talk about this all day, I right? Know, but because... I, I just don't, I, I believe, <clears throat> you know, guys, everywhere I talk about the youth, do you know what I mean? Even in the I, interviews. I, I, I always think you I, should I, give youth a chance. Yeah, uh, and yeah. Especially a club, it's, you should always be trying to promote your youth. I agree with that, but... We've we seen John Candy rave about young Montgomery in training, and he's been on match day squad benches, and he hasn't got a sniff. Why? You have to ask these questions. These that's players. a question to ask Kennedy. That's a question that Kennedy should be answering. Also, some of the greatest players in the world uh, for the last however many years are horrendous trainers. And then when it comes to match day, they perform. How are you going to know these guys can't perform if they're never given a chance? But that's not a question for us three to answer. That's a question you need to ask but Kennedy needs to answer. Well, yeah, well, that's what we're discussing. That's what question. we're here to do. We discuss that stuff. Oh, it's, a question, that. it's a question for us to debate. Yeah. And I think if we all disagree on it, that's fine. But my, my standing point is I've seen John Candy speak about Montgomery, about Dan Murray, about Connor Hazard, and these guys haven't been anywhere to be haven't been anywhere to be seen apart from a few sub sub benches and they haven't been good on the pitch. I, I just think for me well, Connor Hazard's I mean, played a big part of this season in the games. But I well I get that, but I don't, he, know, he's I don't know what the deal is with that. How he's just yeah. suddenly just kicked out it. Yeah, 100%. I agree with you there. He's just been kind of left in the wilderness again, and which he's just signed a new contract and he's benched, and you're like, what's the point in that? I mean, Bain, for me, he's not going to be a Celtic keeper going forward. No. I do agree. I, I don't do think Connor Hazard does, but again, like we've well, the season was done, it was a good... You give him the cup final for the quadruple treble. Yes. They, they, yes. It was a, he won... He scores... He didn't have the greatest game, but then he was remembered for saving the penalty. So he's on a high. You just... I, yeah. I reckon we should have just stuck with him. As yeah. much as... For a, me... I've much I've stuck for, stuck up for Barkas and tried to say I believe there's a keeper in there. I just thought that was a perfect opportunity to just go right Hazard. Let's see what you've got then. Let's see what you've for got. Me, it's pretty much done. See what we've got. For me, Connor Hazard is a is a good addition with two quality keepers. Do you know what I mean? A, a good good free free picks to choose from, whether it's in league competitions, cup competitions, etc. But moving on, because we could have talked about the youth all day. I think we're, <laughs> we're, we're all getting our point across there. But moving on, right? So there's less than 90 days that in that the Champions League qualifying rounds with Celtic, with Celtic will be a part of at the moment. William, are you confident? Nope. I think we'll be lucky we've got um, a first 11 by then, with the way things are going. Uh, also, we've talked about how we think it's going to be a massive turnover. These guys are going to have time to gel in that time. Uh, and it's like, these qualifying stages, are, like we've seen in the past, they're no... There's no gimmies. They're all difficult, tough games. Uh, I, I'm about as confident in us qualifying as I am the board coming out tomorrow and telling us who the new manager is. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very good way to put it, to be honest, William. For, I don't know about yourself, Francis. These Champions League qualifiers to me are going to be more difficult because we're in the champion, not the champions route, we're in the other route, yeah. which means we could face, yeah. we could face potential potential champions of other nations and I, I, I don't know about yourself 
for me, I'm at the moment, as it stands, as William said, and I want to bring up something as well. When Rogers came in, he didn't have a big, a big, massive rebuild to do. He took what Ronnie Daly had done and brought it to a new level with the legs of Armstrong. And then Christie came on, on the scene and then Sinclair, we bits of quality here and there. But this new manager literally has to build a squad from a skeleton squad. So and remember, so, Rogers, Rogers got beaten his first qualifier off a pub team as well. Uh, yeah, 100%. So where do you stand on, on the qualifying? Would you? I, I'm going to totally disagree with the Beefies. Oh. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. No, 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 no. <laughs> I just, I, I said, in the past, we've not got, in the past, we've not been, we've been lucky at times to get through, and that's when we've had a more steady sort of ship, if you like. And it's, uh, just, I think William summed up, right? Personally, it's just, I don't, I'm not confident at all going into them. And then you've, you've got to factor in the Euros as well. You potentially yep. could be shopping in, not, you're not going to be shopping in the top end of the, the market there, but there could be players that are playing in the Euros that you, you're you in for and they're, they're, and they've got to be ready. They've got to need a break in that for the first round, the first qualifying round. It's, ah, it's, it looks brilliant. <laughs> but, uh, like, we'll, be, we'll be lucky if we sign. Like, Celtic have always, the history is, let's see if Gamble we can, w- we, let's, let's see if we can qualify, then we'll maybe put our hands in our pockets. Yeah. It'll be the, it'll be the, we'll again. It seems to me uh, it's going to be the exact same again this year. And, uh, I don't know if it's well, got to get that, but I will. Well, we might even fall at the first hurdle, never mind the third hurdle or whatever we've done in the past few years. Um, <laughs> the, the inability to get, to get some sort of organisation in, to have somebody in, is, I really think it's going to really, really affect us at the start yeah. of the season. I, I, to- I totally agree. And, uh, for me, I can't see... We're finally agreed on a subject tonight. Yeah, I know it's, it's groundbreaking. I might I might use that as the uh, title of the show. Every, everybody <laughs> might not think we're totally there and against Celtic. <laughs> but I I'm just not confident. I can't see us making any inroads in European competition this season. To be honest, I it's for me the, the longer that's been left, it's a total a total rebuild. It is. It's just massive because you're missing heads of recruitment. You're missing scouting. You're, you're missing the director of football for it. I believe that's going to happen. And most importantly, you're missing the manager. So it's 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 mammoth. The Potentially task a spine of a team. Yeah, a whole spin of a team's leaving. And you're, you're losing the, the quadruple when Captain. the captain's got brown as well. So that that's another big a big jigsaw piece that needs to be put in place when a new manager comes in to find them replacements. But moving on, because, I mean, we're all pretty rounded in that, that we're not, we're not too <laughs> confident. And again... I'm going to say it again. We're not being negative. We're just living in reality. I think we all yeah. can say it as Celtic fans, and we all we always say we want the best for our club. We love our club. Oh, 100%. We want it back. We want it back on top. You as can't su- sugarcoat everything. You can't sugarcoat no. everything. The, no. the alternative is the new manager could come in and hit the ground running, and we could just, Aye. yeah, you know what I mean. But it's just at, at this point think, in time. And I think the, the fact that oh, sorry, keep going, I'm Sorry. The fact that we're um, we're like I say, we're so unorganised. Um, it just it just points to we're going to have next to no time to get a new squad of players and and to gel. It's it's like Stephen said, it's a mammoth task. This is the most important summer, and God knows how long. I think since Martin O'Neill over t- yeah, man. Over, over ten years anyway. Uh, Easy. Yeah. yeah, and also as well. I mean, we pointed it out. <laughs> We've said it since we started our podcast. I think every podcast, every Celtic news outlet, alternative news fan media, this task is massive. And the longer it's been left, the confidence that we had for the start of next season is slowly but surely draining. But holding out the hope that the new manager, whoever it may be, hits the ground running, then, as William said before in the show, all's forgotten about. Or, or Francis, oh, sorry. Totally because I think if folk enjoy your show, the now when a lot of it, we're dour. Wait till we're running, man. Wait till we're running. Yeah. I know. See, exactly. see for me. See if the, see if it does get announced that House taken over. Then I wouldn't say all is forgiven, but a lot, a lot's forgiven because uh, yeah. all the names that have been touted about, there's there's genuinely nobody else there that gets me excited. Yeah. But but before we move on, one thing I think majority of Sally fans will agree on: we we can never forgive the board for this season. They fell asleep at the wheel. Then yeah. they let the thing go down the pan, and again. The no communication, the fans still putting their money in their pockets, this watch Celtic, support Celtic, pay for pay-per-view streams and different club channels, BT Sports, Sky Sports, it all adds up. But yes. moving on. Yeah. To be fair, I think the board had sort of, it was because I think in the summer the board didn't sleep at the wheel. In the summer they made big signings in the summer. 
but I agree that hindsight's a great I, thing. I Aaron. think that I think it's easy. It's easy when you're at the top mm-hmm. to rest on your laurels. Like ah, I said no, before, I these but guys. But I don't think we did in the summer. I don't think we did in the summer. We made big signings in the summer. But the, uh, does, uh, even if that's the case, there needs to be a plan B, C, D, E, no, I, F, I agree right with through that. to Z. So I agree with that. But off the bat, yeah. the board, the board done good at the summer. I'll give you that, but I'm, this is not a hindsight podcast. I'm speaking here. And now. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a shambles. And I think, yes, in the summer we were back. I think £20 million upwards of that was spent yeah. on, on players and different loan fees, which is massive for a Celtic board to do. But again, if the right recruitment was in place and the, the right channels were working down, would that have happened? Do you know what I mean? You're bringing in these players like, was, like uh, Shane Duffy. Someone should have known that he could, the pace of the Scottish game, could have been too much for him because he's always sitting at the edge of his box for Brighton. I can see these things. But again, when Len makes a signings are announced, you, you have to get excited about it. And I'll, I'll give the board that. They did back us in the summer. Uh, but... it's, it's not so much the signings for me. I had to put the hands in the pockets in the summer. But it's Lennon should have went long before he did. Oh, no, he I should have had it. somebody in not... long before then as well when we could have salvaged this season. Like At that point, that's when the board takes a, takes a hit, really. Yeah, well, that's yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with you guys, but we're going to move on, okay? So, I've added a new segment to this show, Just I think just for this show especially, because of, the, of how the shows went and stuff, we had to discuss all the, the negative points that surround the Sally Football Club in a minute, but I want to bring in something a wee bit more positive before we end. So, I give you guys a wee task, I hope for next season, and for each one of us, by the way, so we're all going to get our, our speaking part in this. I'll go to you, Francis, first. What's a hope for you as a fan next season? I'll keep it pretty short. Just simply pretty much want to compete in all competitions we're in. Because I don't think we've done that at all this season. Not competed at all. I mean, it goes without saying, I hope we get the league back. I really hope we get the league back. Especially where I think the winners of next season go straight into the Champions League. I could be wrong, but I think that's how it's working. You're, you're correct, but, yeah. So I think it's important that we win the league. I don't want to sound and say like it's not the BNL, it is the BNL because second in Scotland's last at the end of the day. But I just, yeah, just, I want to compete. I just want to compete and then be better in Europe. Because I think we need to, we need to get our name back a wee bit in Europe and get a wee bit more respect there. But I was just short and sweet like that, just, just compete. Yeah. I think, I, I think as well what you're saying there, the, the compete side of things, that's all we ever asked for. And if we competed this season, and I came up to the final game, and it, we just didn't win the league. You could go fair enough, fair enough, we tried uh, our best, but yeah. and that's that's not what happened for me. My hope for for next season would be getting the right manager in place, giving them time to get a stamp on the squad, getting the right players in, bonding that team together, and that may and this is not me being thing here, but that that may take longer than people think because a new team, a, a literal new team of players bonding together can't take away. Yeah, I want us to compete. I want us to try and be strong in Europe. I know we've discussed it before, but I still hold out the hope that maybe we can qualify for one of the competitions and, and put our name forward in, in the European side of things. I want us to compete for the league and the domestic trophies. And I just want it back to the Celtic Football Club we love. And that's my side of things. I just want Celtic Football Club back where it should be. What, what about yourself, William? Yeah, pretty much the same. I'm wanting, If I'm going to be specific, I want Eddie Howe to be announced. I want him to put his philosophy in the squad. I want us playing the Glasgow Celtic way, the way we all love, attacking, um, high pressure and intensive wingers, running at defenders, scoring goals. And uh, a, a run in Europe would be lovely, but to be honest with you, the, we've just both, both touching it there, need to get this league championship back. And uh, it's even more important now with the whole Champions League qualification thing the, the season after next. Uh, yeah, I just want us to play the Glasgow Celtic way again so I can sit with a beer with my feet up and enjoy enjoy the football instead of with my head in my hands. <laughs> Ruining your weekend. Week. Yeah, my, my wife would like that too because uh, <laughs> I might be getting a divorce soon if we keep losing. <laughs> so, so we, need to keep, we need to play the Glasgow Celtic way. That's all I'm on. And I, you know what? I'd like to see a few more homegrown players coming through as well. That would be nice. Yeah, uh, that's if we're good enough. No, Francis, don't get him started. <laughs> <laughs> No, but like I'm, I mean, I'm with you guys. As as we said before, we just want the best. And we started this podcast just us lads having the chat about the club we all love. And again, 
it's it's our opinions. People disagree with it, and I love disagreements. If people disagree with what we're saying, let us know, and we'd be happy enough to debate anything. I think it's it's what's key. If another thing as well, I like to point out, Celtic fan media this year has really took off. Mm. It's really took off in all sectors, alternative media, podcast, and fan scenes. It's all coming back now because no one's believing the shite that's coming out of Celtic Park at the minute, and. This, this platform is for everybody who's following us, everyone who's listening, and the, the new followers that are going to come along as well. It's for all you guys. And what we're going to do now, what we always do on our shows, we're going to end on a quiz. Well, can I just touch on something as well? Like, but I don't want us to come across sound like spoiled brats in that because we've won things out the park for 10 years. Like we grew, I grew up watching the Nine and Oreo. This is no me just being a spoiled brat because we've thrown the choice out of parameters. It's just... We generally just do think Celtic in a bad way. That's it's for not what it just sound like. All we know is Celtic winning. Like certain folk in that might might think it is. It's just we've chucked it. We just sound like sport wins because one season we've not won anything. So it's just just really to say that. Yeah, well, that's the problem though. Eh? If, like yeah. if we did perform at a decent level this year or a very good level and we were picked to the post, I think we would all be like we would all take yeah. our hats off and say, you know what, yeah. the better team won. Uh, because because we haven't pushed. Rangers in any way this year. That's the, that's the biggest disappointment, and that's why we're all complaining. But who? I mean, who? Who enjoys losing? Nah, Everybody no. hates Shouldn't losing, they? man. Shouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, bring it all down the show. You made a ask, good point there. Ask, what, ask one of us to end in five minutes. Who enjoys losing? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. The, the, the person who enjoys losing the most is John McCoho, definitely. That's, that's the re- that's the reason he's ducked out of this podcast. The quiz gets too much. He starts sweating. But, we're going to move on to the quiz, guys. Basically, five questions. You know the drill. First to three, whatever he answers the most wins. So, are you ready to crack on? Well, can yeah. I just say, so this could really put to bed uh, Ross's delayed uh, <laughs> theory. Because it, it, was, it was on for you while we were on it. We declared the delay. I. So, there we go. There we go. It's mm-hmm. a different guy, different headset on all that. Right. Calm mm-hmm. and composed, boys. Just ready? Oh, yeah. Ready. Right. Question one. Which club did Paul Lambert leave to sign for Celtic? Bruce Dortmund. Bruce Dortmund. Francis got it. Ah, that was funny. They don't give you that, mate. <laughs> Lubo Mrazovic didn't play in Martin Lee's first two games. Why? Because he was injured? Nope. One more guess. Suspended? Yep. That's Franny too. Oh. He was suspended from the previous season. He was suspended from the previous season, so you, you said suspended, I'll give you it. I could only be suspended if it wasn't injured, really, surely. <laughs> Who scored Celtic's first goal in European competition under Martin O'Neill? Bobby Petros. Ah, oh, was. Nope. One, one more guess. Nope. Something. I got. Nope. I got. Nope. Moving on. Both wrong. Who was it? Who was it? Lubo Mradzvik. <laughs> oh my Jesus! Right. Young, well, young star at the time, Sean Maloney got his first league goal for Celtic on which SPL ground in September two thousand and one? Oh, Tanadice. Nope, William. Um, Tyne Castle. No, one more guess for both of you. Come on. Dens Park. Francis, you're brought home. I <laughs> fucking Google. No, no, because if you hear when I say paradise, it was a wee, oh. <laughs> so I don't feel it was very close. <laughs> I don't feel well, it was a close one. You've got the quiz this, this week, Francis. Well done. That's shocking. I, I feel like, however, Celtic feel. I was chucking two Luba Malaftric ones and was fly one. I will. You have to switch it up sometimes, don't you? And again, guys, thanks for coming on. Have you have you enjoyed this podcast? I think it was a brilliant one, to be honest. Ah, good, good. I always like it when there's a bit of debate and a bit of disagreement. I spell that way. Yeah. And for me as well, guys, the debate's what it's all about. I never want us to agree with each other. I think that does. Does defeats the point of coming on right. and speaking. I think, I think it'll be good one time if we all get it. <laughs> be all right some point. Can't be all yeah. bad, surely. I'm moving to the dark side because I think I agreed with Stephen a lot more tonight. <laughs> He's finally getting some pals. I've, uh, no, in that group, I have no friends. But this, 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 this to me, this is the listeners who's listening. I want to thank you all, literally, because we're in the South podcast and didn't expect half the support we've received, especially in this early stage. That we recently had a milestone of our twentieth podcast and now is our twenty first podcast. That, that that's massive for us. We're growing on every platform, whether it be Instagram, Spotify, uh, YouTube, iTunes, Twitter. We're we're on there. We've got a presence on there. And it's a big thanks to you guys. And 
I just want to make you aware that we do have other things in the podcast too. So we've got our special guest series, which I've interviewed David Webb, I've interviewed John Hearn and Patrick McNally, both ex-Celtic football players. We've got the spin-off shows that I guess my guest tonight, Williams, hosted one of them, The Nopes of Evan, which is fantastic. It's a good laugh as well. And then Anthony, a regular show show contributor, is 21st Century Boys, another brilliant show to our spin-off series. And then they added addition to that as well, then the Celts Rewind where we focus on past seasons of glory and triumph and try and bring a bit of happiness back to the Celtic supporters. And we'll be getting one out pretty soon, focusing on Martin O'Neill's first season, so that's one to look forward to. And just a big thank you to you guys again for coming on. I think, I think I echo for all the, all the lads in, in the podcast anyway. We appreciate all the support and every comment, every follow, we, we, we really appreciate it. And we'll have some really big guests lined up, so stay tuned, folks. And until the next time, stay well and keep safe. Hail, hail.